0: Well, hello. Welcome to the Gundam Explained podcast. This is episode four. I'm your host, Adam Blue. Um, And each week I talk about Gundam because I like Gundam a whole lot. Um, If you're watching this on YouTube, there are audio versions on Spotify, Apple Music, etc. If you're just listening to this. There is a video version on YouTube, the Gundam Explained YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe to the Gundam Explained YouTube channel if you haven't already. I'm going to be constantly doing giveaways, currently doing one for the Beyond Global RX-78-2. And be sure to leave a comment uh, on any video. What I'll do is, um, after I hit the 400 subscribers, I will then give away this next uh, uh, giveaway item and I'll uh, just use the comments section as a means to uh, select a winner. Um, but yeah, so on you know today's show, um, I'll kind of talk about some neat Gundam things I found online, either memes or news. Um, I'll uh, talk a little bit about some of the Gundam things that I've collected during the week. Um, and let's see, we'll do the Gundam of the week, which will be... The camphor, only because I recently got the Robot Spirits camphor and I have a video scheduled for the following Monday of when I put this podcast out where I kind of go in depth uh, over the Robot Spirits uh, camphor. Um, Let's see, anything else I need to call out? Yeah, the Discord. So, there's a Discord Um, that I have for Gundam Explained. Be sure to join that for some Gundam discussion. I'll use that to gather questions and comments for the channel uh, or for the YouTube as well as um, uh, just other cool discussions. We'll talk about the giveaways I'll do um, and stuff like that. Um, And you know what? Uh, So currently, right now, um, I have my Gundam Unicorn series up uh, on YouTube. I just uh, went... Uh, through episode four at the bottom of the gravity well awesome episode Um, that is up and you know obviously next week will be episode five Um, and uh, once I've finished that I think I'm going to get into Gundam narrative Um, also uh, something very interesting is uh, I think The next couple videos, you know, moving forward, you'll see. I have, if you're watching on YouTube, it will be better quality. I didn't realize I didn't have my camera set to the best quality. Uh, But now I do, so it'll look a lot sharper. Not just some uh, inside baseball there. Um, But, yeah, let's see. Uh, I guess, yeah, we'll move on, actually. Um, What will we touch on right now? Let's uh, talk about some funny things I found on Reddit. So... You know, something with Gundam, and someone made a comment on my latest uh Unicorn video about this, but sometimes it's hard to pronounce things correctly in the Gundam universe. And I think it has to do with how I might read a name or a name of a ship, a name of a person. Usually it's a name of something. Versus, you know, what I see in my head, the words that are the letters that are put together to make the word. But then when I'm listening to a dub... um versus watching it subtitled. You know, when I'm watching it subtitled, listening to the anime, uh, the Japanese, I should say, um, the voiceover, voice work, the way that's pronounced is obviously very different. There's the the Japanese accent on everything, um, and I would like to get used to pronouncing it that way. Some of the problem is then when you're watching the, uh, the English dubs, not only are some of these names pronounced differently, uh, but also, um, yeah, not only are they pronounced differently, but also like, uh, I don't know, like, well, for instance, the, I don't know, the she Gundam, the XI Gundam. Uh, so this is an interesting one where, uh, on the, you know, Gundam Reddit, I like to peruse it every now and then, um, someone had a, a cool little meme up showing the Gundam, and below that, uh, a Gundam was a sombrero. You know, to be honest, I don't know if that's a real thing. Is that from like G Gundam? Uh, something I'll get into later. Um, and actually, let me make sure I have that up on the screen. Yeah, uh, yeah. For those that are just listening, the, yeah. Again, there was this meme showing the the X I Gundam and the and it and it shows C Gundam S I like C yes in Spanish with the gun and with the sombrero there. And uh, what's interesting is that uh, this is kind of alluding to that you would pronounce it C or she, uh, whatever this user is trying to pronounce. So I actually commented and said, you know, how is this actually pronounced? And the answer was, it's Greek. K-S-I, hard X sound. Don't ever trust the pronunciations in a dub. It's not intended to be Z. Zai, or chi also Penelope Gundam is named for the character in the Odyssey and is a fixed form of the Odysseus Gundam which that's cool i kind of like once i'm getting into a Gundam uh, a specific series and seeing what things are named after like i just recently realized a lot of from what's in 0083 Stardust Memory is based on flowers um zephyrantes dendabrium if i'm saying that i kind of have to look at that word and then as well as the um jibera tetra um which was supposed to be i saw from a recent video um man what is that youtuber called because i would really like to um name drop some youtubers i watch let's see if i can see uh his video here he just did a review of um uh here we go ucrd reviews so uc universal century rd robot Damashi. i'm i'm assuming reviews uh yeah he did a review of the jabera tetra found out that that was supposed to be a gpo 4 One, two, three. yeah which is pretty cool. Um, and then it just turned into a, Z, a more Xeon-like um, uh, mobile suit. Xeon? Or Titan? Uh, you, you know uh, that's, No, Xeon, yeah, because this is 0083. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to dive more into that when it comes to the Titan mobile suits. Because when you look at the Titan test teams and the mobile suits, they have things that are very Xeon-inspired and things that are... Um, Federation, and so that, that's kind of a confusing area of, you know, who owns what. But anyway, that was a long-winded way to get back to the naming conventions, but let's, let's head back to how you pronounce XI Gundam. So let's listen to this. We are looking at how to pronounce the name of the 14th letter of the Greek alphabet. This has a value of 60 in the Greek number system. This is normally pronounced kzai. Kzai. It is not to be So Kazai. Kazai. So let's look back at kazai. It's Greek kazai. So there's that K, right? K and then zai. It's almost like psi, but the hard X sound. So kazai. Um I need to remember this. I need to repeat it over and over. Kazai, Kazai, Kazai Gundam. Kazai Gundam. Kazai Gundam. Kazai Gundam. Oh, and you know what? Down here, the wiki page for XI says, but Kazai, okay, so in Japanese, the K-U-S-I, but I also see this KSI, and I've seen that a lot, and so I just think KSI Gundam, KSI, but if you say it fast enough, Kazai, or Kazai. Remember, it's the hard X. Kazai, Kazai, Kazai. So, hopefully you enjoyed that pronunciation. Um, I will... Probably either do a pronunciation video or just be prepared to be able to correctly pronounce things like Garanciers, Garanciers, you know, the, um, the camouflaged uh, ship used in, um, unicorn, uh, you know, there's pull 12, which I'm going to say pull because I was watching episode five, doing my research for the next video. And I'm just hearing pull all the time. Pull 12. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, these names are interesting. I really just need to do a show on just focusing on, and it's not that the pronunciations need to be correct. It's just more of, I want to be able to talk about Gundam without having to worry about how I'm pronouncing it. Make it easy for everyone else to pronounce these things. Um, it's a good learning experience. A little educational, wouldn't you say? Um, all right, so anyway, yeah, that's about that meme with the Sea Gundam, but now we know it's Kasai or Kazai. Yeah, Kazai, so... Um, yeah, the memes are relevant now. But no, it's great. It was a learning experience. Next up, you know, I want to thank... Was it Will? Yeah, from Discord, uh, the Discord channel. I- I'm, I'm a big fan of the Core Fighters. And um, he posted a link to... This is on gunjap.net... The secret of that giant core fighter is now revealed. And so, I didn't look too much into this, but I am assuming what's being referred to here could be that the way this, uh, in the mobile suit Gundam, in the original, sometimes the animations weren't too proportionate, um, and so it looked like the RX-78-2 was on top of a, no, it looks like there's a booster on the back, but the core fighter itself was rather large, and I guess... They took that. They took that to heart. Do they have the name of the modeler? No, just some something from them. Um, but they made a custom transformable um, gunpla uh, in the Federation colors or the rx 78 II colors that transforms into a core fighter-looking thing. Now I got to say, it looks fantastic. But from the modeler, the White Beast had undisclosed strength. At first glance, this is a huge core fighter but there was an amazing technology hidden in the Federal Army. A video was excavated that appears to have been taken after the war of the One Year War. A feature that white base cores may not have noticed, a transformation to a mobile suit. This is the core fighter discovered from the back of the white base. At first glance, it looks like an ordinary FFX-7, but what is noteworthy is its size. It it is also possible to carry the RX-78 in this way. I'm guessing it was probably manufactured as part of G-parts. Um and then and then yeah, he kind of goes on to talk more about it and uh yeah, here's a little gif of it transforming. Um you know what? This is just cool stuff. I would love I would love to see a 1 year war era or you know, early UC era transformable mobile suit to this degree. You mean the Zeta is cool? Don't get me wrong, but that's that's one that starts getting edgy. You know the design. I th- I like the design of stuff like the Zeta, the Doven Wolf I saw recently, um, Double Zeta. That that has its own unique design, but you get something boxier like the RX-78. Have it transform, and yeah, that just looks nice. But yeah, you can kind of even see the the transforming the mobile suit itself when it's in mobile suit form is pretty edgy. I guess that's really to make it work. Again, I'm a big fan of the Core Fighter, so... Oh, and you know what? Yeah, head to this link. Does the link not show up in... Let me show you real quick. There's gunjap.net site. You know what? I'll just put the link in the description. That's a lot to... uh, Or join the Discord. The link is there as well. Um, But again, very cool to... um, Yeah, just very cool custom stuff. So, very cool. Glad that was shared. Um, Let's see. Okay, this is a good topic right here just started episode one of Stardust Memory. Why does this feel like Gundam Top Gun? And that's a pretty cool point. Um, But there was um, something in here that I saw. Let me see if I can find that here quickly. Um, Let's see. You know what? I got to... Oh, was it this? Okay, yeah. So someone... About 0083 Stardust Memories. Uh, one of my favorites, but a lot of fans hate it. Don't know why. Now, I didn't know that. I didn't know a lot of people hated it. Although, in my mind, there are things about it that make it less than like a Zeta. Um, unicorn. MSG. But, um, Kuharaki, or Ko, right? It's Ko. <laughs> There we go again. Is a terrible protagonist. The romance plot between him and Nina is bad, and the rivalry with Gato isn't great either. Most of the Federation and Xeon characters are passing the idiot ball back and forth the entire series. It's also essentially a black splenation. Oh, That's not a bad. Oh, I was thinking black splenation. But back splenation. I've really never seen that word used before. That's. Pretty cool. A back explanation to fill in what happened to the Federation between 007, uh, 79 and Zeta. The designs, animation, and overall quality is top tier, though. So, I think back explanation, which I love that word. I haven't seen that before. Is is a good way to to describe it? Um, oh, you know what? I was looking for my water, but I guess a coffee <laughs> will do. Um, I I think it's okay if something's a back explanation. You know what? The whole Point of Unicorn is a back explanation. It fills in that whole assass- assassination of the... Um, oh, man, some more names I have to remember. You know, um, Riddies, or the Marcinous, uh his great-grandfather? Ugh, yeah, there's so many of these names to remember. But, you know, the whole terrorist incident at the Laplace um, colony the charter on the uh, that plaque or whatever that had that, I think it was number the 15th thing that was saying, like, uh, you know, space noids, if developed, would have freedom. You know, that whole series is a back-explanation. And 0083 does it by um, kind of filling in the gaps between Mobile Suit Gundam and Zeta. Not that there were any gaps, but giving some really cool story elements of how the Titans formed based on what the DeLaz fleet did. You know, there were Xeon remnants, DeLaz fleet in 0083 trying to fight back again. It gave the uh, Federation uh, kind of the the idea to then create this Titans uh, team where they can continue to develop weapons to fight any other Xeon remnants. So, you know, so... That's why I like it. It reminds me of the Star Wars prequels. You know, you can look at the Star Wars prequels and there's some things about it that just, uh, you know, don't work over all, but as a whole, I love the the world building and, and that's exactly what Stardust Memory does. It's, it's very cool. Yeah. Curious what others think about And, you know, to actually agree with some of these points here, Fluffy, uh, warthog 10, um, yeah, the main character, he's not that cool to me. He's just whatever, and I think that's okay. I think a lot of Gundam does that for some reason. They make the main character a little flat, I think, for the purpose of the the viewer to embody them a lot more, um, I guess. Uh, yeah, but I did, I did like the rivalry between him and Gato. I liked the idea of Gato stealing this... Uh, Federation Mobile so they had a nuclear weapon and almost annihilating an entire fleet um which you know sparked the titans and then you know i, I really see you know Kuoraki having this anger toward Gato because he's a Zeon and he stole a suit that's all uh Ku needs Ko or Ku oh, I should look that up that's all he really needs in order to want to fight Gato um and but i like how You know, Gato first sees him as like, who is this kid? Is he even a soldier? And then that rivalry kind of heightens because Gato realizes he can't get rid of this guy. Um, Anyway, that will be a series I'm definitely going to do videos on. um, You know, once I finish Unicorn. And then narrative. So, yeah, it could take some time. But anyway, that's a cool find on Reddit. Um, you know, this other thing I wanted to show off is um, if you guys aren't familiar with Toy Galaxy, I've been following Toy Galaxy for uh, a while now. Um, uh, just a great channel. The The name of the host, Dan Larson, he has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to just action figures in general, um, and he does retrospectives on old TV shows um, that Usually it's TV shows that kind of spawn some merchandising in some way. Uh but yeah, he and he is a Gundam fan. He actually lived in Japan. I think it was his father was in the air force and he lived in Japan during the time of the original Mobile Suit Gundam, so he kind of has an affection for that. And so yeah, he did a um episode uh on that. I think everyone yes yeah, should go ahead head to Toy Galaxy TV. Um, There's another channel, Toy Galaxy 2, where he'll do some unboxing of of toys sent to him. So, um, yeah, just wanted to shout that out, because that's uh, worth watching. And then what is this? Um, Oh, I guess I clicked on something that he is selling underwear. Huh. Look at that. Um, Some interesting little designs, half Triforce, half, uh, looks like Jomon period style stuff, so... Yeah, that's cool. Um, All right, so let's see. Let me head to the dashboard. I'm going to look at comments here in a second. Um, But uh, before I do that, uh, mobile suit of the week. Okay, so the mobile suit of the week, MS-18E camphor. So, uh, the MS-18 E-camper is a heavy assault mobile suit featured in the mobile suit Gundam uh, 0080 War in the Pocket OVA. It was piloted by Mikhail Kaminsky of Xeon's Cyclops team during the One Year War. So the Cyclops team was kind of that special ops team that was sent to that colony just to see if they happened to have any weapons. And that's where the Alex was, um... And so they had it, like, transferred there in parts, the camphor, in order to do its attack. Um, let's see, it was a couple weeks ago I rewatched the series. It can be a quick watch. Um, and I just I fell in love with the, the suit design again. All the designs in, in 0080 War in the Pocket are awesome. Um, and especially this camphor here. Um, yeah, so I went out and I got the... I didn't go out. I actually ordered online the uh, Robot Spirits version, which is totally loaded with so much stuff um yeah feel free to watch i think we'll be at uh, next week the next video i do an overview of the camphor um in high quality um and you know what the d- d- circle back here real quick the last podcast that i did when i was talking about the mark ii i was actually going to dive in more into the the super gundam variant of it the robot spirits uh, that comes with the G G-Defensor. I, I, I had my camera set up and everything in, in the middle of the podcast. My uh, main camera went out, so I had to switch them. Uh, so instead, I, I did a video on the Super Gundam, and that's already up on my channel. Um, I was doing a test with it where I, I'm not showing my face. I just have it in my light box, and I'm kind of talking about it. Um, uh, and, yeah, filming it, kind of showing it off. A couple things I didn't like about that is one, I didn't have my camera quality where I wanted it. And two, you know, uh, without my fit, it it was interesting that that was one of my lowest performing videos. It could be that the robot spirits are just not that interesting to review in terms of uh, what, when compared to like the shows and the podcast. But also I think things are sometimes more engaging when you can talk to someone. That's kind of another reason why I, I made this Gundam explained youtube channel is you know i like talking about gundam and you know some of the channels that do exist out there when someone's talking about gundam you don't really see their face too often and and it doesn't even have to be gundam and a lot of things that i'm into on youtube i like to see the host and i feel like i have more of a connection with them so i don't know if that's for everybody but that's what i wanted to be able to provide here um but you know back to the camphor um yeah, the MS-18E camper. here is at front, rear. Um, that's interesting. It has a video. So let's see what uh, What this video is showing. Oh, showing the scene. MS-18E. Or if that's going to uh, cause a block on my video. So let me get out of that. Okay, but yeah, to to move on about the camphor. All right, technology and combat characteristics. The E in the MS-18E camphor's model number was an abbreviation for the German word Einhauen, which translates to one strike. One strike summed up the suit's role as a fast assault unit that was meant to strike quickly, cause massive damage with its varied weapons loadout, and make a fast escape. The camphor was a very focused design, never intended to work outside of its role. Within this role, it was an exceptional unit rivaling the Federation's RX series in firepower and speed. It was equipped with numerous thrusters and uh, verniers to achieve high maneuverability. You know, verniers. Verniers. I never use that word often. I say thrusters or jetpacks or boosters. But the actual physical thing that you're looking at is a Bernier, right? Isn't that something for your teeth? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. To achieve high maneuverability. Conversely, the large number of thrusters resulted in higher fuel consumption rate limiting its operational time. So, yeah, that brings me back. When watching War in the Pocket, I love it. You see it just show up in the street. The lady screams. Just a cool little shot. But then how it's just like... It reminds me of the Rick Diaz at the beginning of Zeta where you just see the mobile suit coming down close to the street and go really fast. Um, the camphor has its shotgun out with the stock and it's kind of like dragging across the, the road. Just a cool uh, little detail to that. Um, but yeah, lots of boosters. And I guess that's good for ground combat. Um, yeah, it's very interesting because something that's come up that comes up in, in Universal Century a lot are mobile suits that are designed for high maneuverability or high mobility uh, combat or not. Um, yeah, so that just adds more to, yeah, the combat abilities. So to continue, uh, Camper's design opted for minimal armor, even removing the hip-mounted skirt armor found on most mobile suits. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. The choice of the conventional shell-based weapons in favor of beam weapons was made to reduce the drain on its power excuse me, on his power plant, and result in drop in speed. Weapon racks were designed to be ejected from the unit as they were expended, minimizing dead weight. The camper was intended to be operated by special forces and was built to be easily disassembled and reassembled in blocks, aiding in its infiltration behind enemy lines. Which is exactly what happens in 0080. So some of the weapons, it has the 60 millimeter Vulcan gun, An uncommon uncommon feature on Xeon mobile suits, the Camphor has two Vulcan guns in the head similar to Federation's mobile suits. These shell-firing weapons have a high rate of fire but little power and can't damage the thick armor of a mobile suit. Though it can damage lightly armored areas such as the sensors, they are ideal for shooting down small, lightly armored targets such as missiles, attack vehicles. Uh, Just, it sounds awesome. Um... Beam Saber. The Beam Saber is a small device held in the mobile suit's hands when deployed and is powered by a rechargeable energy capacitor. It emits high-energy Minofsky particles to form a blade-shaped eye field via manipulation of electromagnetic fields. And that kind of gets into the Minofsky technology, and I actually have a video on that. It's like a part one. I need to continue that. Um, And then fills this eye field shell with superheated Minofsky particle plasma to produce an effective cutting blade. This equipment was developed from the engagement data with RX-78-2 Gundam. Engagement data. So does this mean that, uh, you know, during the one-year war, anytime they were fighting against the RX-78-2, they were able to get some data from that to improve their mobile suits? That's pretty interesting. The camphor has two beam sabers, one stored in each thigh, which is a pretty cool look. Um... Interestingly enough, isn't that the same thing as the uh, GPO-2? Um, yeah, very, very interesting. All right, there is the ZUX-197 Jagdeguawir. Whoa. 192-millimeter huh. shotgun. Specifically designed for assault type MS. This weapon is of the same type as the one used by the MS-08TX free. Now, let's look at that. I, I recognize that name from uh, GBO-2. Very cool. Yeah, and I guess they have the similar look. I didn't really realize where the look of the camphor came from. So let's see. Developed into the Efreet Nacht, Efreet uh, Schneid, Efreet Custom. Okay. Head back here. It has a 9 round capacity with no-name ammunition, including sl- uh, slug shot, Luna Titanium, uh, 00 Buckshot, and MS Use Birdshot. It can be loaded via pump action or automatically by an electric mechanism. The camphor is capable of carrying two of these shotguns, one stored on the rear waist armor while the other one is carried in the hands. Okay, so that can explain why the Robot Spirits version comes with two. Even though one has the stock and one doesn't, maybe that is kind of its default loadout. Now, actually, something I didn't look up was... Okay, limited production. That's what I wanted to look at. So it's a limited production suit. That means it wasn't mass-produced. And by limited, does that mean there was only one? And let's see, developed from the YMS-18 camphor prototype. Let's take a look at the prototype. Oh, Okay, interesting. Um, kind of looks the same, a little edgier. Um First scene and seven, last scene in eighty-seven. so that means it showed up in Zeta. Um, oh, yeah, it would actually say, wouldn't it? Oh, but it does not here, just as uh, the manga, so maybe not. But I love the drawing of it. Oh, yeah, it even says here, um, it initially appeared in the original camphor's model kits instruction manual. Okay, and then this, yeah, I wasn't even going to attempt this. Uh, the manga series called Mobile Suit Gundam Ecole du Ciel. So that could be French or Italian. I'm not gonna go on another uh pronunciation tirade for now. <laughs> um, and then back to the uh, it had a, a 360 millimeter giant bazooka, um, a redesigned version of the Dom series 360. Yeah, I, I can see where it looks like that, uh, with improved shape. Charges and firepower fed by a five-round magazine. It is effective in both anti-ship and anti-MS combat. With a single round blowing off, MS is tore easily. The camphor can be equipped with two bazookas, and they are stored on its back when not in use. Yeah, just like the robot spirit one. Um, wow, it's it's interesting to see just how accurate that action figure is with the, the unit itself. So, yeah, it comes with, and you'll see in the video that I will post uh, later, that it has... Uh, yeah, the two bazookas it comes with, and they plug in on the side, on the back, which is really cool. Sturmfaust, a s- uh, simplified disposable rocket launcher. Uh, it is commonly used by Xeon Mobile suits in the late stages of the one-year war. As the warhead is not equipped with a guidance device, it is extremely hard to use the Sturmfaust to hit a moving target accurately. However, it is still a highly destructive portable weapon. Two Sturmfausts can be stored on the hardpoints points on the legs of the camper. Okay. So it's a disposable rocket launcher. This makes a lot of sense. So there's that. Uh, I was thinking it was like a grenade. But it is a rocket launcher that is on the thighs. or Yeah, the leg piece, I think it said. And yeah, he just like shot it off. Uh, so it's really cool. Really how much armament this uh, mobile suit has. So prototype large beam rifle. An experimental beam weapon developed at Axis after the one year war. Its effective firing range is 1.8 times that of an ordinary beam rifle as it's powered by its own built-in generator. It could be wielded by Zaku-type MSs. The generator, however, only has enough firepower for five shots. The firearm appears in Mobile Suit Gundam Shars deleted a fair portrait of a young comet. So, yeah, I don't recognize that from the action figure, but I guess it's saying it's because it appears in a separate... So, very cool. Um... Uh, you know, I've, I haven't i read Char's Deleted Affair, but I, I have heard that it is um, ripe for an anime adaptation, which would be great. So, Chain Mine. So, I think you guys will remember this definitely. The Chain Mine was uh, a number of disc-shaped mines connected to each other by flexible cable. Each mine had magnetic claws on its underside, allowing it to be attached to objects. The Chain Mine could be thrown out like grenades one by one laid on the ground or fixed to a building as a mine or most destructively attached to a single enemy and detonated. This attack method was used by camphor against the prototype Gundam NT one Alex. It failed to destroy the NT one, but it inflicted heavy damage to the NT one's Choban armor. And that's where the armor falls off. The Alex is still, you know, in service, pulls out. It's little Gatling, Wrist gun and destroys the camphor spoiler alert. Um, let's see. The chain mine was used uh even in UC ninety six as the weapon of Neozeon's AMX one oh one E Shizurum Gallus. Man, these names. But what is this one? So ninety-six makes me think um unicorn. Very Cool. Totally okay. That seemed I seem to recognize this. Yeah. Okay. But I'd have to watch it again for the um the mines. Um, a similar but larger version of the chain mine was featured on Earth Federation's RX. Oh, the GPO three Dendrobium as the Demolition Chain. Totally forgot about that. I don't even remember. I'll have to review that again. And then a Heat Hawk, which. I know the Hidoc is kind of the normal Zaku weapon, but I, yeah, that didn't come with one. Um, so yeah, just a little history on it real quick. Uh, in the few remaining days and weeks before the end of the one-year war, the Principality of Xeon churned out several new prototype mobile suits. One of these new units was known only as the YMS-18 Camphor Prototype, which we looked at earlier, uh, which Xeon engineers quickly began producing different variations and redesigns to create custom units meant to excel in specific mission roles. One of the variations created was the MS 18E camper. Despite the drawbacks of limited armor and high fuel consumption, the camper was still an incredible mobile suit. Due to its late introduction to the war, only a few units were ever produced. A single camper was fielded by Xeon Cyclops team during their infiltration of the Libot colony in the neutral Rhea Republic of Side 6 on the 20th of December, Universal Century 0079. This unit, piloted by an inebriated Mikhail Kaminsky destroyed the entire Scarlet Team Mobile Suit Squadron of the Assault Carrier Gray Phantom single handedly. It then faced its primary objective, the Earth Federation's RX 78 NT 1 Gundam Alex. Despite completely destroying the NT 1 Alex's Chobomb armor and damaging the Gundam, the camper failed to disable it and fell prey to the Gundam's forearm mounted 90mm Gatling gun. In Gundam Legacy, Which, what is that? Um, So let's click on it. Gundam Legacy. Oh, is it a a magazine, a collection of side stories? Very cool. Love that stuff. Um, A single camphor served as the control unit for the Silver Lance weapon system for the Operation Silver Lance plot against the Republic of Zeon in uh, UC-0084. Oh, very cool. I'd like to look into this story. It was piloted by Zeon Remnants... Lilia Flaubert let's see who that is okay, very anime looking um okay uh, very cool um, yeah, so yeah that was a little mobile suit of the week of the camphor um yeah really really like this mobile suit um, all right, so oh new comment? Yeah, uh, I'm going to get into some comments here. Um, you know, I realized last time I um, didn't read them all. Uh, I, a lot of it has to do with um, when I'm answering and then they kind of go into um, oblivion, and I totally forgot uh, some previous ones. But let's see. I want to be able to get some... Let's see, okay, let's start with okay i already I remember talking about that um sound okay um, so I don't remember if I did all of these um. Uh, yeah, I said a week ago. Okay, well, yeah, um, let me just start here. Robert Westfall, um, contributor, um, great uh, contributor, too. I uh, love the comments we get. Um, you know, actually, before I get started, I wanted to show off something. I meant to do that. I always kind of forget what I'm doing. I just start rambling. That's what I do. Um, so, yeah, I'm about to finish Unicorn, Um Right Stuff Anime has some crazy sales always going on. So I picked up the Gundam NT Blu-ray. Now, back when I first got into Gundam, I rented uh, NT from Amazon and I watched it. And I'm like, what the hell am I watching? (laughs) And I I, I mean, I had watched uh, Unicorn at the same time and I'm like, what is this? And it, it didn't help watching NT. I mean, that went completely over my head. But I think after... Unicorn and being familiar with all of UC Gundam, I think I can go back to NT and enjoy. You know, and I don't see NT talked about much. I don't see the different mobile suits talked about often. The main one being the Fenix, that gold one. Actually, here is the uh, the Blu-ray case of it, uh, so we can see what it looks like. It has some cool designs, though. Actually, the second Gundam model kit I got. If it wasn't the Master Grade origin, because I first got the um, Unicorn, the uh, with the blue uh, or a green, yeah, yeah, not the blue, that's the perfectibility. It was the green look, um, full armor, real grade. I then got the high grade. Oh, what is it? One of the packs that it, it was like the Gundam that didn't have all the armor yet, and it came with this like army, army. Arm claw thingy that I didn't even actually build that that's still up in the attic, um, uh, yeah, and you know, I was it just looks cool, so it, it came with this book, and you know what, this thing is awesome, so I will probably do a you know a video about NT, and I'll kind of go into details about uh, this uh, special edition book it came with, and. How it explains so it yeah think about it like this book has a seventy page, um, uh, yeah this book is seventy pages. It comes with the Blu-ray in order to explain things about Gundam because it's really hard to understand fully. Um, anyway, yeah, I wanted to show that off. I usually do a segment where I talk about what I've been getting uh, recently, and honestly, I haven't been getting a lot of stuff. Um mainly because of how expensive uh, the hobby can get. Um, so, yeah, anytime there's a sale, I make use of that. But, yeah, let's talk about some... Well, I did not mean to do that. Let's uh, let's fix this. Yeah, let's go through some comments. Uh, Robert Westfall, great job explaining the full history of Xeon in a short video. Um, yeah, thanks, Robert. Yeah, and so check that out. I did a quick like timeline of Xeon, um you know once I started uh, yeah once I finished Unicorn even though I'm still re-watching to finish the rest of the series that I'm doing I I got a better sense of Xeon of how they started and their downfall and I wanted to do kind of a quick video where I kind of explained it so feel free to check that out and leave some comments if you have some you know Comments to make about Xeon, Maybe some areas I can look into. The thing that sounded really cool to me is Mars Xeon. I would love to do a video about that. Um, and then uh, sending this video to my friend Mike. Well, thanks, Robert. Always appreciated. Um, also, great video once more. Oh, yeah, that was the podcast. Um, yeah, thanks, Robert. All right. Zepper Fox. Oh, this is about a G-Savior. I found out about this movie when I was little. uh in uh, in a movie stop, they would sell all types of movies and animes from all eras. And new arrivals, even indie films. I always wanted to know what did Gundam fans think about this film. Yeah, you know what? And I want to do another discussion about G-Savior. Because um, I do think it's good. The more I think about it, actually the more I like it. In fact, I think I'll talk about this for my episode 5 unicorn. But there is some direct plot reference, maybe not too direct, but it's, it really, there's some, some things Full Frontal talks about, kind of the overall view of Xeon in terms of how they want to control, you know, I feel like I'll be getting to a lot in spoiling episode five, but really there's something that's discussed that really is in sync with the um, antagonists of G Savior. And so I'm gonna. I'll probably talk about it in the episode five video, but I might do a separate video about it because I think it makes G Savior even more relevant. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, watch out for that. Yeah, thanks, Zephyr Fox. We have uh, TW Lost It. Uh, I watched this as a somewhat new Gundam viewer and I was confused for a bit, but then I started making some connections. Very cool. Yeah, I think. Hathaway works as a standalone, but there are some neat connections that just a general Gundam audience may understand. But what those are, I'm not too sure. Yeah, I'd I'd be curious to see what some of those are. I'm actually, yeah, that's why I said if you have any questions, I'm curious about what some of those connections are. All right, on my um, 200 sub winner video, Betty four five one thousand. Best of luck in reaching 400 subscribers. I love Gundam build it is a great way to spend quality time with my son. Yeah, that's that's very cool. In fact, yeah, when I first bought the mobile suit, it was really just to just do something with the or my first gunpla was to do something with the kids, not really knowing what I was getting into. Um, but yeah, and then yeah, 400. So I'm almost there. I'm like at 280 something. So once I hit 400, I'll be giving away the. Um, yeah, Beyond Global RX 78 2, and then I will be doing another giveaway. And you know what, though? Uh, I was I originally was saying doing it every 200, but I might do it every 100 since it's not that it's too slow to me, but I think I would rather have cons- more consistent giveaways. I think it's a little more exciting that way. And actually, I've, I might be putting together – actually, I put together a Patreon. I just haven't really decided to release yet. I think I need to have more content to really – Give people a reason to want to donate, but one of the things will be Patreon, uh, Pat- patron or Patreon only giveaways. All right, um, here's from the real Superboy: the absolute fear of everyone on the Pegasus as they're being chased down by Xeon forces really gets your heart pumping, and that had to do with the novel. Um, and I had started reading it and. Uh, it's really fantastic. Like the, uh, you know, I'm not really into reading books too much. I do read, but, um, sometimes it's not too exciting, but the mobile suit Gundam novel is exciting from the beginning. Um, it will really keep you. All right. Uh, yeah. So thanks. The real super boy. Now, Patrick, um, mashad Yeah, I'm sorry, Patrick, uh, but gotta make more gunplay. Yeah. Um, and then I asked, if you could build one right now, what would it be? And he said the um, High V Gundam. I think that's the High um, High New Gundam, right? I, and that's another one I might need to know how to pronounce. But yeah, I like that one, too. There was There's a Master Grade at the comic shop near me I want to grab. It's, they're just a little more pricey, but I have the Robot Spirits, and I love it. And there's even a Metal, uh, Robot Spirits Metal version. Alright, so Robert Westfall again, man. Um, love it when you comment. Uh, super cool dude and 266 subbies. Nice. Yeah, that's when it was up. At t- so this was um, um, Oh, okay. So I said, thanks. But let me ask you, do you think it's less engaging when not appearing in the video? And I said, sorry, but kind of. Great. Uh, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Yeah, so if you guys want to check out this Super Gundam video. I even changed the title. I had a a, a, actually, they're called channel makers. They're kind of they help YouTubers and he gave me some feedback and said you know some of the titles and he was even looking at this one. It was a little too much, so I kind of shortened it. But again, yeah, I probably need to have you know my face on the video. I think it's more engaging as I'm talking. Um, wish I could spend for a G G-Defensor. Yeah, you know what? That was um normally I wouldn't have bought it, but it was on sale. Uh. I, I couldn't believe it. It was like perfect timing for me. Um, yeah, it, it, I used up all my budget, but um, for buying toys. But uh, that, that was uh, I was very happy to get. It's it one of the first ones I, I wanted to get when I got into the robot spirit stuff. All right, another uh, Hathaway comment from Clover Doc. Thank you, Clover. Hello. I watched the movie and I remember that we already know who Gigi is. Kenneth discovered it. The reason why Hathaway is in the Flight is not very clearly explained, but it is because he wants to see the men he is targeting. Also, Hathaway has a girlfriend who appeared in the end. Yeah, so there's that other girl, and I forget her name, um, that seemed to be interested in her. Remind me of... Oh, the name's on the tip of my tongue. It's like Mikot, yeah, from Unicorn. That relationship with Banaja reminds me of Hathaway um, and that girl. Um, It's very interesting. And also, I'm watching the show, um, if you guys remember this, uh, Burn Notice. Came out like 2007 at Seven Seasons. Very procedural. Uh, it Has Bruce Campbell, one of my favorite actors of all time. But the relationship with Michael and Fee is the same way where, you know, Fiona really likes him. And you can tell he likes her, but he's got bigger fish for in terms of uh, all that stuff going on in his life, you know. But let me continue this comment. The reason why Hathaway is in the flight, yeah, okay, I read that, Uh, yeah, the girl at the end, okay, the Kazai, see, I'm saying it right, the Kazai Gundam seems to be ordered by the man who created Mafti, Quack Salva, interesting, yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up, I looked for explanation about the novels and find a very good website, I can quote it if you wish, but there is a complete story of the three novels, one important point is that the novels follow the Beltor Chicas, children version of Char's counterattack. Hathaway is, in this chron- uh, chronology, is the one who accidentally killed Kess. Okay. I remember hearing about that. The story is dark. Hathaway is tortured by his past, but also has grown up. Almost cried when I read this summary of the novels. Wow. That's very interesting, especially if you really get to know characters and then you see how their stories are being portrayed. You can really get attached to them. But, yeah, thanks for this comment, Um yeah, I really like that information. And you know, I guess I could if I wanted to go read online what the story of the original Hathaways novels are. And it's probably a little different, but part of me is like, yeah, we'll just wait as it gets released. Who knows what will happen? <laughs> okay, so another uh comment from uh the History of Xeon one. This is from Crackshot Steph. Alright, it's okay for wanting the Xeons to have their independence and also okay to dislike the Zabi family at the same time. Glad I found your channel. GE will be staying tuned for more. That's awesome. But very good point. Because really, I think it's only because of the Zabi family that the Xeons, uh, the Republic of Xeon, turned out the way it did. Um, they just saw it as a way to take control. They wanted to be a little more forward with their attacks that you see in the origin. So that's a very good comment right there. I, I think that's v- very true. Alright, uh, now this is from the episode 4 of Gundam Unicorn video that I have up. This is from Jeremy Lewis. Been enjoying your content. These videos got me to rewatch Unicorn again. The battles in episode 4 was so good. Probably my favorite episode. Yeah, that's true. Thanks, Jeremy. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what you think about uh, 5 and and yeah, I have a lot more to talk about with some of these episodes. Um, all right, this is uh, Wednesday. On yeah, again on that unicorn episode four video, homie brought you to my attention. Decided to check you out, and I enjoyed it so far. Barely even into this video, and I like how you have gone about it already. Thank you. I, I I'm trying to make sure I'm interesting, but I'm laying out the facts and you know making discussion happen because I like to I like the back and forth talking about Gundam. Yeah, so thanks, Wincy. Uh, another one from that u- Unicorn video. This is Yarwolf Games. Got thrown your way from a group. Gonna make even close to my thing, but if I can help a guy out just by giving you a chance to get out to more people and watching your stuff, hell, I'm down. Thank you very much. Love it. Hope to see you around more. I mean, that's the type of... Uh, that That's how cool Gundam fans are, really, if you think about it. Um, yeah, Yarwolf Games again. So I started on your episode four, which is... What was recommended to me after that and this one, I got to say, even with name stumbling, which frankly, I don't even know how to correct you. So that's not a gripe. You're great at this. I might have to check it out. And like I said in your episode four, Gundam really isn't my thing, but you made it quite interesting to hear about. Thank you. And, you know, I thought that was interesting because, you know, there is different sectors, verticals that can get you into Gundam like for me it was just because I got the model kit and and I never I don't really watch anime but then I watched Gundam I was like wow this is great uh some people they just like anime and then they stumble upon upon Gundam so for Yarwolf games I do but I haven't been watching much lately mostly work and sleep for me throw on YouTube and pass right out (laughs) yeah that's funny because a lot of times yeah if it's late at night and need to go to sleep I'll throw on some YouTube video of something interesting to watch and Head to sleep. Um, but yeah, very cool. Thanks, Wolf. All right, and then on the Super uh, Gundam impressions, the Robot Spirits Mark II. This is from Dylan Clay's. Where the hell did you order this masterpiece? Well, giving you some love. Always love the comments. But big bad, uh, big bad, toy store. Um, it was on sale. Yeah. It's actually, let me see if it's there again, because you know what? Maybe I can help uh, someone out that might want to get it to see if it's actually still there. Um, You know, again, I had saw it back when I was first shopping around and I saw the price and I was like, no, no, I'm not gonna do that. Um, Let's see, actually, let me do robot spirits. uh, Mark two. Hmm. I wonder if uh I bought the last one. Oh, I totally spelled that wrong. Um robot spirits. Okay, let's do this and then let's do um usually it gives me an option for Gundam. Am I missing it? Alright, let me do price. Idle low. Holy macaroony. Look at. I don't know what Super Electromagnetic Machine Volt S5 is, but I know what Solochukokin is. That is cool. There's this uh, Gundam World of Spirits. Wait, it looks like a Kshatriya on first glance, but it is not. Interesting. This is the Gage Gundam from mobile suits so i just did not recognize this very cool looking and this is this is more of an evolution of the uh to the Kshatriya than the Quebly Quebly Qubley all right but let's head down here and see um Huh, interesting. It's not on here anymore. Oh, there we go. Sold out. Yeah, I guess I got the last one. So, yeah, it was originally 254. Uh, yeah, even at this price, that was kind of like, okay, there's um there is all of my budget. Um hey, okay, but uh it's totally worth it. I love it. Um, all right. And I guess, you know, was that it with the comments? What are we at? 55. So I guess that's good timing. Um, so yeah, um, I didn't feel that great about this episode, but I had fun talking around. I, I I love it when I get to the comments to be awesome, to be honest, that's my favorite part, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Glad you could join. Please follow the podcast. Like, and subscribe. The more I do these, the better I'm going to get at it. The more I'm going to get, you know, the audience involved. Um, if you have any suggestions for things I should talk about, maybe segments I should have, please go ahead and put that in the comments. You know, just to give a rundown, I like to you know talk about news and memes I find online, and then things I've picked up over the week. And then I do the Mobile Suit of the Week. I think that's my favorite, where I can get to the. Uh, um, it, it helps me learn more about uh, Gundam. Uh, yeah, I'm always discovering things, uh, but I use the Gundam Wiki a lot, so I. It's really not all of my original content. But I think being able to kind of help spread the word and read what's on here, help with pronunciations, that might help people get more into Gundam. So, yeah, let me know if you have any suggestions on what I should be covering or talking about or maybe not talking about. Um, But, yeah, thanks for watching. We'll see you guys on the next one.